Well, good morning and welcome to our Coffee with Alan time. It's good to be with you today. Uh, we are uh, going to talk about a little bit deeper into our uh, sermon from Sunday. And uh, what I talked about on Sunday was giving uh, so overall and God's heart for giving, God's heart for you. Uh, a couple Sundays ago, we talked about God's heart for you for uh, for your finances, focusing uh, on your finances, making sure you have your mind on your finances. Um, it's, it, it, and it's interesting, like, uh, the more that I've talked to some people about it and, and, uh, even, I mean, many people, I've heard this from many, many multiple people, um, how it can be a scary thing. Uh, it, it's a frightening thing for, for some, I mean, I was in that same boat. Like I was like, Oh, I don't even want to pay attention to my, to my finances. Cause I'm, I'm just scared of what I'll find. I'm scared of like how much, you know, uh, you know, money I don't have, uh, or maybe thinking about how much how you know foolish I've been with my money. That was my fear was was getting truly deep into how foolish I had been with my finances um, for me personally. Uh, but it's it's amazing to to get your eyes on your finances. And then I actually heard a testimony this week, uh, this past week, that someone was like, "Man, I've been wasting five hundred bucks a month. There's like five hundred dollars that I can go towards something else that I can like stop spending over here." you know, make sense of my finances, put it in order, even pay off all the debt quickly and have $500 extra. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Like you know, when you focus on your finances, it's amazing what you'll find uh, because God wants us, wants our, our hearts and our minds to be intentional about how we use uh, our money. As it says, where your treasure is, your, there your heart will be also. You know, don't store up treasures on this earth and everything. Um, but store up treasures for yourself in heaven. But you have to know where your finances are. You have to know what where your treasure are, or where your treasure is. You have to be intentional. Have your hands on your your treasures. What are those treasures? Um, and and basically, when you get your heart, you know, get your heart around and understand what your treasures are, then you can be intentional to tell your money where to go. And so, so you know, I love this uh, this phrase by. Oh, who, who was that? It was, oh, uh, it was a uh, Rick Warren. I was, I was watching and, uh, he was talking about how he wants to give away his money. He wants to actually be generous with his money while he's living, um, instead of waiting until after he's dead and then his money going to places where he doesn't know. But it's like, he, he's like, I want to be generous with my money now. Like, why should I wait until I die and just leave it to him in my, in my will? Like, I want to do it now because I want the joy. I want the, the, the heart. I want the, the, the blessing now, you know, from giving my, you know, my money away from blessing others. And so that's where we, we got into our sermon time this past Sunday with focusing with our finances. So we focus on our finances so that we can focus with our finances so we can tell our money where to go. And be generous with it because uh, God loves, as we're going to talk, get into today, God loves that cheerful giver, right? Um, and I wanted to focus on two of our passages from Sundays. Now, I want to kind of re do a short recap from uh, the five points from Sunday. Uh, the, the five things I talked about on Sunday is that specifically that um, God, you know, God it, it, giving is an act of worship. First and foremost is an act of worship to God, is an act of trusting and entrusting our lives and ourselves to God. The second thing is expecting that God will bless you because God told told us that he will bless us uh, over and over, which is one of the scripture passages that we're going to get into today. God is a generous God. And so when we give, when we're generous, we're, we're actually imitating 
him. We're imitating the nature and the character and the heart of God. Um, it shows a, a, you know, a, this, this intentionality for one another. Specifically, when you give to the church, it's it's showing that your heart and your and your affection is toward the one another of us in the ch- of each other in the church. Acts four. This is an Acts four mentality, selling our our possessions so that no one in the church has a physical need. And then finally, number five is um, is showing love to your local church. Showing love for for the for the place for the local church that you are being ministered to by uh, the, the church itself the pastor the the team the people um, that you're investing your money your tithe you know, as we call it um, in where God you know in what God loves and so uh, specifically that um, God loves the church and when we give to what God loves he will bless us he he loves when people bless that which he loves right like if someone gave a, a generous gift to my son I'd be so happy for him. I'd be overjoyed and I'd be so thankful of that person. I'd be so appreciative of that person because he gave a gift to my son. He gave a gift to what I love, to who I love, you know? And so that's, that's the heart of God is that, is that, um, is that we give to God overall. So it's an act of worship, it's an act of blessing, it's imitating God and it's a, a showing a love for one another and love for the church. Uh, but specifically, so we we store up that that ten percent, right? We, that ten percent of our income, that first fruits, right off the top, uh, gross income. Let Caesar take his his cut to you know later. But first things first, God is first of all your income, um, and every and that's like every increase. I, I love you know that's what uh, what Scripture says in in uh, in Psalms. You know every out of every increase, um, our, you know take take it off the top. You know, take it off of every increase uh, that comes to you, not just your monthly salary, you know, a gift or extra, you know, income that you earn on, on these different things. Like every increase that comes to you, get, you know, 10% of the Lord's, 10% of the Lord's. And so, because that's one of the things that I found interesting is that we play games, don't we? We like to play games with God. We're like, well, God, you know, uh, we're, 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 we're doing this for the church or I, I'm putting my money over here in this, in this, in this nonprofit, in this other parachurch organization. And so I'm just going to give like a little bit to the church and I'm going to give up my money over here and I'm going to spread it out. I'm going to spread my money out, you know, and, and you know, spread out the, your, your money. I'm going to go, go toward all these different things. I'm going to go to the missionaries over here. And, and, uh, and so basically I'm going to spread out my 10%. So it's not going in, in one place. Or we try to do good things. I'm like, oh, I'm God. I'm tithing my time this month. Or oh, God, I'm 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 tithing. I'm I'm giving this to you know, giving my my stuff away. You know, I'm giving books away. I'm giving, um, my, you know, my goods away. Even though it's like I'm getting I'm giving stuff that I would give to the thrift store away. <laughs> but we we play games. At least I used to play games with God. I used to play games with with God all the time. Like ah, I'm just gonna do this. I'm just gonna do that. Instead of actually taking the time and the, and the effort and the intentionality to say, God, this 10% is yours completely. I'm going to give this and entrust it to that, which you love. And that's the church. And I, I, I didn't, I was never, I, I hadn't been faithful in that. I hadn't been steady in that until about almost two years ago, January. Um, my wife and I are like, we are going to, 
commit to be faithful to the local church and to give faithfully to, you know, for us, it's, we are giving to God. We, and so we are trusting God's money to God's church. And so that's where we decided for our money to go. We're giving it to the local church. That's where it's going to go. And then anything else on top of that is the, is, is, is love is, is loving to them is loving to, you know, supporting the compassion kid or, you know, supporting the missionary over here or, or giving to the poor over here. Like those things are on top of an extra because we know that God will bless when we start giving specifically to the, to the local church. Um, and it's been amazing. It's been an amazing, amazing journey is that as soon as we, you know, as soon as we got our mind, our, our, our focus on our money, and as soon as we got, as soon as we focused with our money, like I said, we've, we've been seeing just miracles happening, you know, people coming around us to, to support us in paying off our debt and, 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 and paying off all of our credit cards, paying off our car. You know, so now we've just got a little bit left on, on my on my big student loan. And so it's this the seeing this blessing that God is giving to us, because, as it says in Malachi, this is what this is what he promises. Now, oftentimes they only only read the first verse. You know, bring the full tent into the storehouses so that there may be food in my house. And he says, test me in this way, says the Lord of armies. See if I will not open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing for you without measure. I will rebuke the devourer for you. That's talking about, you know, the, the, their, their uh, crops and stuff like that. The devourer for you so that you will not, so that it will not ruin the produce of your land and your, and the vine and your, and your vine in your field will not fail to produce fruit, says the Lord of armies. Then all the nations will consider you fortunate for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of armies. And so there's, there's that connotation that, yeah, test me, bro. You know, will I not deliver and, and just, and come and come forward. And here's the, here's the, here's why we play games is because we oftentimes don't fully trust that God is trustworthy. we follow, we don't fully believe that God is trustworthy to his promises. There's a fear. I mean, this is what got Israel in trouble all the time is that, that they would back off. They would back off on their, on their trust of God. And they, and they would go back and worship other gods because they didn't trust that God was as good as he said he was. God was not, you know, the stories that they told about all these miracles and, and you know, the, the 10 plagues in Egypt and God delivering them through the, the dividing of the, of the Red Sea. They're probably like us and, and good Americans rationalizing everything like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, it's, it was probably just like a localized flood. It wasn't a big deal. Like, they probably just walked in on mud. And, like, all these different, like, rational things that we, we try to, go, you know, come into our mind to try to, in essence, kind of neuter the power of God in our minds. Um, and so, but God is saying, trust, you know, test me in this and I will show you that I'm the same God that did those mighty things. I'm the same God back then that I am today. And that's, that's, the, that's the same thing that God is saying to us today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the one that caused the 10 Plagues, plagues in Egypt. And can, I, can, can you not trust me now in the midst of this plague? You know, can you not trust me now of all times in the midst of such loneliness and isolation and sorrow and, and worry and stress and anxiety and anger and strife and poli you know, political sphere and everything? You know, in essence, I, I think you, know, you could see politics as kind of a plague too. <laughs> Every four years we have a plague, but, 
But it's this, can we not trust that this is the same God that defeated Pharaoh and all of their, their pagan gods with 10 plagues, brought them out of Egypt. That's the same God that was with David that defeated Goliath. That is the same God that rose Jesus from the dead. That is the same God that brought, that brought sight to the blind, healing to the lame, hearing to the, to the deaf, raising people from death itself, even Jesus himself being raised to life. And then all the miracles, you know, like John praying in front of the temple of Artemis and, and half the temple collapsing, like all these incredible miracles that have happened throughout the years. And then you've got the, you know, the mystics that are like, you know, walking through walls and, and levitating and all sorts of crazy stuff because God is still a God of miracles today. And do we not believe that God is that God of a miracle that he can do infinitely greater things than we can ever dare to ask or imagine. That's what he's talking about. To the God who can do exceedingly, not just like up to par with what we can imagine, like exceedingly greater than everything that we could ever dare to ask or imagine. May he have glory in the church. Because God wants that to be your heart. God wants to transform our thinking. God wants to transform our hearts to think like that, to, to feel like that. And that's why he says in second Corinthians, he's like, you know, don't, don't, don't give out of this, this grudgery or you begrudgingly, you know, so for, for in this context, I'm, I'm a contextual guy. So in this context, Paul is talking about uh, this offering that he's been collecting all around the Gentile world uh, for the, for the church in Jerusalem, because they've been going through a famine. They've been going through poverty. They've been going through a plague, if you will. And so he's collecting this offering so that the, the, so the brothers and sisters in Jerusalem can live, can survive. Much like if we, if we think about Joseph uh, back, you know, Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, as it was been called, um, <laughs> how he was delivered out of, out of uh, Canaan and brought over to Egypt, you know, through a, a, you know, a series of unfortunate events and eventually actually, you know, interprets dreams and, and eventually ends up third in the kingdom, you know, third powerful in the kingdom of Egypt, which is basically the, the powerful you know, force in the world at that time. And they store up all this grain, store up all this grain so that they can survive the famine to come. And so in, in like manner, Paul is saving up money to help support the church, the church people. The reason that God did that with Joseph is so that his promise would be fulfilled, that he would sustain his people, specifically his family. You know, all of that, 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 you know, times of much and times of famine was all to preserve his people, to preserve the, you know, Abraham's descendants with the 12 brothers. And so in, in like manner, Paul is storing up, you know, all this money so that he can send it to make sure that our, his brothers and sisters in Judea are taken care of. And he, he, so this is what Paul is taking, how Paul is saying to, to the church. Uh, he, he's saying this, you know, God, you know, don't give begrudgingly or, or out of compulsion or like, you know, well, I gotta, I gotta do it because the pastor said that Jesus died on the cross for me. So I should be, you know, generous to him. You know, it, it, it's this, this joy. You know, here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves hilarious generosity, or God loves a, as it's been said, a cheerful giver. As it says in in, in the Greek here, 
you know, it says, you know, right here in, in verse seven, you know, this hilarious, not of compulsion, you know, a hilarious, you know, for God, for a hilarious giver, God loves. It's this beautiful connotation. I, I, I love how I preached on Sunday. So this this word, you know, this uh, this word here, uh, hilarion. So it means this cheerful or glad or joyful, merry, basically like you know, in, uninhibited, inebriated. <laughs> basically, you know, it's this. It's almost describing. It's basically describing the the feeling of someone that's been drinking a little bit. And their 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 inhibitions are are taken away, and so it's basically like for God loves a giver that's whose inhibitions have been taken away, for forgiving because you know like I said we like to, a lot a lot of times try to play games with God we try to like you know uh, you know barter with God like God I'll give a little bit here if you like show me a little bit here it's like we try to like play these games with God and God's like just do it and will I will I not bless you time and time over like will I not you know lavishly supply for you will i not hilariously and crazily and miraculously supply your needs as he even says in, in matthew he's like you know for the birds of the birds of the air and the in the, the lilies of the field they don't do all this stuff to like hoard money and like worry and, and stress out they just go on living trusting me and, and knowing that i will provide and i provide lavishly for them i provide you know food and clothing for them you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Seek God. Intentionally focus your finances on what God loves. Focus with your finances on what God loves and give to him. And and because it's his already, but also because God loves it. Like I said, on Sunday, there's very few things in the Bible that specifically say that God loves. The Lord loves. God loves. God loves us. God loves that. There's very few things. God loves his people, his children, his people, Israel. God loves his sanctuary. God loves those who love him. And God loves a cheerful giver, a hilarious giver, hilarious generosity and uninhibited generosity. And so as we think about that in, in because all these things, they don't, you know, come together, all, all of these things come together to form this, this beautiful, tapestry. I love that, that word. This beautiful tapestry of, of, of our belief about giving, because all of these things are, are nuanced and multi multifaceted, multi-layered because you, you feel all these things and express these things and experience all these things all at the same time. When you give it's worship to God, it's you receive the blessing. So you're getting, you know, the, what's in it for me, you're getting a blessing. You're you're seeing God transform your life and your finances and transform your thinking, being renewed by the transformation, you know, by being transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is what he's talking about. Being blessed to be transformed, you know, imitating God in his character, becoming more like Christ and what he loves and what he does. He's generous. He's a generous God. And then loving, you know, loving one another in the church and loving what God loves, loving the, loving the local church. Because you believe in, in what your local church is doing. You believe in what, you know, you, you're at a place where you're entrusting your heart and your soul to, to being be cared for by this local church, by the local body of believers. And so, you know, you're, you're, you're the guy who's teaching you, you know, is like, you know, as it says in scripture, like, you know, you know, we, we, you know, those who, who preach the gospel deserve to be, to have to make their living by the gospel, to not have to go and, and work and, and do, do their tent making, 
um, but to to make their living and so that they can focus their entire lives on the church, on what God loves, on teaching the scriptures, on encouraging people, on ministering to people, focusing all of their lives on doing the, the, the work of the Lord. And that's the purpose of, of supporting the local local church and local ministries and local ministers is so that they can continue to give their lives to you, to give their lives to you, to minister to you. Um, and, and so as we think about what, what is God's heart for you, what is God's heart for forgiving? What is God's heart for the church? You know, go, you know, placing your trust in God, worshiping him, receiving a blessing from him, imitating him, um, being intentional to, to, you know, minister to one another and loving what God loves. You're experiencing all these things at the same time. And you're intentionally focusing your money to experience these things. Because if you're not focusing these things, you're not going to experience these things. And so I challenge you, test the Lord. Don't, don't, don't test, 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 don't test me. Test the Lord. The Lord says, test me in this. Try me. Come at me, bro. Try it out. Why not? What could, what could, what could it hurt? Try it out for a few months. See if God will not lavishly, abundantly bless you. There's a challenge. As all you know, these hashtag, this challenge, hashtag generosity challenge, hashtag giving challenge, you know, test God. This is a challenge. I challenge you. Test God. And I, I would love to hear some stories. Email me, uh, you know, message me on Facebook or whatever it is. Like contact me and tell me the story of what God's doing. Because I guarantee you, if you start today and say and commit today, I'm going to budget for November. I'm going to create a budget. Go go on every dollar. Remember last last week I talked about every dollar, every dollar app. Uh, it's free. Um, I'm going to budget my life. I'm going to budget my money. I'm going to focus with my finances. It's a free account. I'm going to focus with my, with my finances and I'm going to right off the top, just give, you know, what is my, what is going to be my monthly budget right off the top. There's the, there's, there it is my gross income straight to God. And then I'm going to budget the rest out, be intentional about it. And I'm going to call Alan. If I've got a question, I want to, you want to, you want to, you talk, sit down and talk with your finances. I sat down and talked with a couple people this last week and it's already amazing to hear the testimonies coming back from those who have already just opened up and, and, and done the other like, Oh, this is awesome. Why haven't I done this before? Like if you're watching or listening to this right now, man, I tell you, contact me. I would love to sit down with you even over zoom. If you're like somewhere over in like Texas or some or California or Seattle, whatever it is like tech, you know, shoot me a message. I would love to sit down with you over zoom and, and work this out with you because it is so beautiful to gain financial freedom and to gain focus in your finances. And because it's so, it's such a blessing. So, um, as we leave, as we leave this time this this morning, uh, I, w- I would invite you into that journey. Test God, see what He'll do, and I would love to hear and share uh, the blessings and the stories of what God is, is going to do in your life. And I tell you, I'm excited for you. So go go forth and and focus on your finances, and go and focus with your finances.